You're the cause. 
Thank you, Lord. We thank you for a place to go to and always be able to return to that well, Lord, that never, never runs dry, Lord. That place to go to, that comfort place, that place of peace, and Lord, that we just run to you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and body, that no matter how scattered we may feel, Lord, you collect us this morning. And Father God, gather us in the power of remembering. As you are putting us together, Lord, we just rejoice in that presence, rejoice in your faithfulness. And we believe that it is settled and done in the presence of God. All things are complete. And we honor you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And God, for your consistency. Amen. It is a, a good time. I, I like uh, living in the present. And uh, a lot of times our mind don't allow us to live in the presence, but it is good to live in the present right now. Live obedient to right now what God has established you, because if, you, if the past is the way to live, it's bad. If the future is the way you're living, that's not good either. But right now, live right now that God is faithful, God is able. God is our abundance. He's our completeness. I, I'm right now, not even last night, not even your drive over, just, just I need you in church right now. So even a talk now, our, 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 our message is even now, even now, uh, God is always on time when we are in faith. Amen? So if we're in faith and you're like, where is Jesus? In faith says, it's already happened. All right, as we, we pray Daniel 10, 12, that God heard me the first time I prayed. The minute I prayed, God showed up. He answered it, all right? Now, the revelation of that answer is, should already happen within you. Now you walk out the process of belief. Walk out the process of honoring God. And John chapter 11, verse 19 through 23, it says this, And many of the Jews came to Martha, Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Father, I thank you, Lord, for all of us who just heard that and needing it to rise again. I pray, Father God, for the understanding of the resurrection of God to be able to be fulfilled in our hearts, to rise again, to overcome, to 
be able to walk in the things of God, even now. And Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Even now, I think that Lazarus had been dead for four days, and Jesus shows up technically in the world's mind four days late. And it's that great, powerful response from Martha is what lead us to believe in faith. Four days late, Jesus, if you'd have been here, four days ago, my brother had not, might not have died. But then she says, even now. In other words, even if God is four days late, four days behind, when we get in faith, it's even now. And we have a statement that we said that we hear that a lot of football players, receivers say, if we even, I'm leaving, right? In other words, you're about to get burnt. <laughs> if it's a tie race now, you lose. And so what we have to do is even up the attacks with faith so God can overcome it through us. Even now. I know you've been dead four days. I know it looks impossible to man, but even now, because now I'm going to use my faith. I know you may not have had a good first two weeks of the fast, but even now, your last seven days are going to be your best days. Amen? They're going to be your most believing days. Even now. It's even now. It's even now. We're, gonna, we're even. It's even. Now we're even, and God says move forward. It is even, equal. Now is faithful. It is the faithful part of the whole verse of anything you said. A man dead four days, can he get up with Jesus even now? You've been out of, out of school for so long, can you really learn now? Even now, <laughs> right? You, you haven't been able to, you're this far behind in your bills and you see your finances, even now. Your body's not feeling well, even now. Now faith is, as I was asking the kids, what, <laughs> What do you guys think I say the most? <laughs> Jaden, this is my Bible. I am what it says. And he kept saying it because nobody was answering. I'm like, yes, they say something. What do y'all think I do? I can have what it says. <laughs> and he kept going. And, and so I was thinking, this dude, if, if y'all ever seen him, he looks like, oh, gosh, I'm barely awake. But it's even now, right? Because I've been brought here, I'm going to grow here. Even now, even now, come on, this is not the moment for us to get caught up in what did not work out or what may not be working out or what's not currently working out, but even now, God's going to, not only, God is not about a tie, amen? God is not like the marriage class we had where you ain't supposed to fight for victory, you're supposed to fight for resolutions. This is zero, zero, we're all happy, or 100-100, right? That's what you said, 100-100, right, okay. Whatever. Jesus says, I'm going to not only tie it up, but I'm going to make you overcome. I'm going to give you the victory. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to send you forth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in a place that's going to be greater than you've ever had before. So that's our joy as believers is knowing that no matter how far back it looks like we are, like we're getting behind in the world, my retirement don't look like what it should look like, but even now, God is going to bring us up to speed. I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly. You know, and then that was prefaced by the devil comes, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Even now, you'll have life and that more abundantly. Whatever's attacking your mind, cast it down. Have you a good sound mind today? So when we get to a place that our belief is that even now we are facing what the thing we're facing cannot overcome us. It cannot overcome us. God, I gotta say, even 
now. My, my child doesn't listen. Even now, I'm going to beat them. And they shall hear again. Even now, over our bodies, physically. Physically report. Now, uh, in our household, Miss Rita has to keep me in line. Uh, I don't like the report my doctor has recently given me. I think he's a liar. I think he's crazy. But I need to go through the, the proper steps to make sure I confirm he's crazy and he's a liar. That's just how I think about his diagnosis, amen? And so he told me I'm gonna go to a cardiologist and he says that even if they don't recommend blood pressure medicine, I'm gonna give it to you. That's what he said to me. I said, I, oh well, I wasn't allowed to speak because God said shut up. But I wanted to share. And I didn't. What I wanted to tell my great friend is you must be outside your mind to think if the cardiologist hooks me up to his stuff and says I'm okay, I'm going to come here just to get medication. I don't take the medication you tell me to get now. I don't. I'm supposed to take thyroid medication to make me more hyper? Really? Our mind's in reverse? I ain't taking that. Stirred it all in the bottle. Now. Now again, there's something about obedience. Amen? It's supposed to obey, obey. So now when they went and checked me out, he never even brought up the thyroid thing. Because God had took care of it. I believe it's gonna take care of this other thing too. Amen? Amen, I was just like looking at, and I was, I was, I was angry but smiling. Like, you, I'm not, please. And, but again, that's what the enemy does. The enemy brings you in, and I'm not, my doctor's not the devil, he's actually a Christian. Uh, but brings you in and he diagnoses you as, as, as lazy or incompetent or incapable or not smart enough or whatever, whatever. And he, he diagnoses you and he says, even if you're successful, come back to me and I'm going to give you some medicine. No, devil. I'm going to say doctor devil. No, I, I'm, <laughs> I am the healed of the Lord, right? I am walking with Christ. I'm not going to let you just medicate me with my past or medicate me with my failures or medicate me with my mistakes or medicate me with my setbacks. No, I'm not going to let you medicate me with that. I'm going to move forward. Now, I'm going to trust God, but I'm also going to move forward. And I think that's what we have to do is pray even now. I know all these things have happened this week, but even now I come before you, Lord God, humble myself before you, and I'm going to trust you with all that I have. Amen? In, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 through 19, I thought this was good. And we're going to end up with, with the Lazarus because it, it gets really good, right? Because so some things God's going to call to life, but okay, not even go there. Let's just do these verses. It was faith that made Abraham offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice when God put Abraham to the test. Abraham was the one of whom God had made the promise, yet he was ready to offer his only son as a sacrifice. I think this is, a, this is an amazing verse. This is a contemporary English version. If it doesn't look right, like in your King James, thus thou be thou not. So God had said to him, it is through Isaac that you will have the descendants, I promise. Abraham reckoned that God was able to raise Isaac from death. And so to speak, Abraham did receive Isaac back from death. Think about that. Think about those verses. God says you're going to be the father of many nations. By the way, you're 100 years old, and you, you and Sarah just had this thing happen because she was 75, and, and y'all had a baby together. Now go sacrifice the baby you had at 100. 
By the way, if God can help you have a baby at 100, he can help you have another baby at 100. And so Abraham says, I'm just sticking with God because even now I'm going to go and put my son up there. And if anything happens, God's going to be able to raise him from the dead because he brought him from something that was dead, which was me and my wife. We were dead. Our bodies were dead. Our bodies didn't do that kind of stuff. And life came from something dead. So why not give it back to God? Right? And so when he gave it back to God in his mind, just walking with God, when he was tested, he says, here it is. Here's your son. Here's your stuff. Resurrection. That was the first sign of resurrection in the Bible was Isaac. He says, looked up, saw a lamb in the thicket, dropped the lamb. He says, don't cut him. When we give to God, God will resurrect what we're giving to him. If we carried ourselves, we'll carry something dead. Now, I've seen a lot of wild stuff in this thing called ministry. And I've seen people have stillborn children, and I've seen them carry them around. And I can tell you now, I, I, I can only go as far as praying. But you understand when something comes out of you, you want it to live. Your dreams, your visions, they're going to be stillborn if you don't take them to God. So he can raise them up. Right? We give them back to God. God, here is the son you said that was going to be, make me the father of many nations. So here you go. You take it and show me what it looks like. He says, not only am I going to take it, I'm going to show you that it's come from the dead because you brought it to me to die, for it to die. Now, I remember the video we showed and all the ladies in here got mad with Sarah, Sarah's reaction, because it shows Sarah's reaction to her son being taken up. Y'all remember that at the other church? We showed that video. Y'all remember that? Oh, Y'all forgot. We should bring it back because you could tell some heat was in the atmosphere that what Sarah must have been going through while Abraham was obeying God. Not everybody's house can get down with you when you're really obeying God. There are some days she's obeying God with uh, the stuff that she provides for women's meeting. I'm saying it don't take all that. You ever heard that? Yep, she's heard that, right? She's obeying God. I'm Sarah, she's Abraham, just for lack of a, the communication. She's going on with God to do it God's way. I'm like, man, it don't take all that. And she's like, Yes, it does. Even the pastor has to get straightened out about walking with God. Just because everybody's not on your side doesn't mean you're not on the right path. Okay? We, we can't wait for everybody to get on our side. She, she knows. She's just like, man, you just talk to God, which is something I hate hearing because that implies I haven't spoken to God. And God says, you haven't. That's why you're in somebody else's business because you don't have any because we ain't had the chance to talk. How about us? I know God don't talk to y'all that way because y'all always speaking to God. And it's just me that's horrible this way that God has to help out like this. He received God's promise. Imagine this. Like, you think this is your only shot to do this? No. God has got many things he wants to do through you. You are not done yet. Your even now happens every morning. Right? His mercies are new every morning. Your even now is new every you, This is not your only shot. I missed it. I, I walked past a cookie and stared at it too long, so I ate a whole pack in the store. I was fasting is what I told him, and I just gave him money eating cookies. I'm just telling you what passes through my mind when I walk to convenience stores because I actually had that pass through my mind. Why don't I just grab all these muffins and just shove them into my face? Because huh? he wants to get you off the pass because he thinks if I can get you to mess up a little bit, I'll get you to mess up the greatness. And God has said, no, man, we're chasing the lion. We're not waiting for the lion to come eat us. We're going to go after it and chase it down. We're going to hunt it down. It tells you, that's, that's a great book to read, but, but I won't jump into that too much. The, the, through obedience, we have an interaction with God's power. When I have that interaction with God's power, I know that I can just stay before him and just believe. 
Well, God, everybody in the house caught the flu. Even now, I declare my house to be healed. I have to declare my house to be, all of my kids are, have completely uh, been disobedient and ran away. Even now, continue to pray. Continue to believe. Continue to call forth what God's anointing is. So even now comes with Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Even means I'm going to show up. When I show up, I pray. Now means I'm going to go beyond. Now means we're going to stay together. Know what? We are even now. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtain a good report through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. We're going to take a picture of your world, right? Don't let the enemy photobomb your picture. And if he does photobomb your picture, zoom in so you only get your face. Even those things. He says the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. There are things that you see were not made of things which do appear. They are seen, but not made of things which do appear. In other words, you may not have all the ingredients, but that don't mean you won't see all the fulfillment of God's purpose. You may not have all the skills right now, but that doesn't mean God won't come and deliver what you need. You may not have all the stuff that it takes to do what God has called you to do, but God says, just because what you see, it's not made from what does appear, right? There are people that are in crowds of people, in relationships, but are lonely. There are people that are without a relationship, but are fulfilled, amen? There are things that you see that are seen, but are not made of things which do appear. In other words, quit waiting till you get it all together and let God show you that you are what he's called you to be. He's perfected you. He's fulfilled you. He's, he's made you his own. We've got to speak that over our kids. We've got to continually say that. Quit waiting until you get the perfect body, perfect hair, and be perfect in God's eyes right now. Right? Enough. I've got enough. I'm good enough right the way I am. I'm good enough the way God has called me to be. Quit waiting for your mind to be completely perfect before you go before God and says, I have the mind of Christ. It is even now. Faith acquires hope. It obtains hope. It gathers hope. And what you do when you believe in faith and you have faith for something, hope fills you up. That means it's a possibility of what I have. Now, I don't no longer have to hope for it because I now own it. I've received it. It's my substance. If you've lost hope, that means you've lost faith. Bring your faith back and your hope will come back. I just don't see myself hoping to uh, get any greater than what I am today. I love it. I love the fact that when you can come in and then hope gets restored back, it's almost like you get your color back. Amen? It's, it's kind of hard for us to uh, have faith without hope because faith is the substance of things hoped for. If I don't have any hope, I'm not going to have any faith, right? Man, 40 days without food, right? Four days without water, four minutes without air. Only four seconds without hope. God have hope. Why? Hope leads to faith. Faith leads to everything else. Matthew 6.33, right? Seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else will be added. Faith adds those things. I got to have my faith. And it was cool when uh, DJ Redeem or Mike Vargas and I, we were, we were at this retreat in Sky Ranch. And if you guys, we, we got to go to Sky Ranch. Have you, you ever seen or heard? I was telling you about it. We got to go to this, this big zip lines and 
water parks, <laughs> like, and I just talked about hearts. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great retreat place, it's a great retreat place. Wood, it's, it's woods, and fire, I mean, it's good, it's nice though. It's not like country camp. It's a little bit nicer than country camp. It's like country camp 5.0, how's that, all right? Cause like the beds and the air conditioning, like it's, it's nice, it's like, Serious, man, you know, it's really good when it was there. It was like, you know, it was good, it was just good. You could walk past water and just, okay, anyway. It was good, but, but the students that they brought there were really at-risk helpers. They were kids helping other kids, but they were really at-risk kids. Like, they had some behavior issues. And some of them had seen us before or seen me before and we've spoken and just been able to get, get together with students. When we were able to get them to the hope phase, they give, they give us the two hardest hour slots. When they drove in Friday night and got off a three-hour bus ride, Tori, you got an hour and a half, pump them up. And then 8.45 a.m. yesterday morning, when you know they've been up all night, pump them up. You know my sermon right, went right, even now, as tired as y'all may be, even now, we're going to get, they got so amped up and so fired up, the lady goes, man, I should have had you stay the whole week. Because the person I'm bringing in, I don't think is going to be able to do what, what's just happened. I said, well, look at it this way. We've sown enough good ground that they won't have to work as hard as we did. How's that? She almost said, even now, I'm thinking about telling you to stay. And, and I, I think this, when we walk into a situation, no matter the timing or anything else, don't let it over, overrun you or overwhelm you. Stop and go, even now, God, I'm going to pray and believe you. You've got me, God. You've, you've got me in the palm of your hands. I know this is possible. So Abraham gave his child back to God through obedience, and life came into his son, right? We had to think about, and of course, you know I'm thinking about our dude, is life comes back into what we give back to God. Maybe you've done all you can do to carry it, and now you're done. It keeps dying in your arms. Give the life back to God. Give your dreams, give your goals, give them back to God because in your arms, you're carrying something that's no longer breathing. God needs to resuscitate and resurrect those dreams. It doesn't mean that you, you're never gonna live them out. You just have to give them back, right? You gotta give them back to God. I have to make sure I can do that. Jairus says unto me that almost got him kicked out of the house. He said, why don't you be our, our, our youth pastor full time? And I go, I'm the pastor. Yes, be the youth pastor and let mom pastor the church. And I almost kicked him out of the car. I like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. I'm glad you had a good term, but you need to grow up and be the youth pastor. Quit telling me what to do. <laughs> 16-year-old. What does this one guy say? Uh, we don't know how old the devil was when he got kicked out of heaven, but we believe he was about 15, 16 years old. <laughs> You gotta believe it. He was about right about there. You ain't God, I am. You know what? Get out. And take your friends with you. I believe the devil's about 15, 16 years old when he got kicked out of heaven. Can y'all see that happening? Can y'all see that? He'd been around there and turn his teenage years, start having devil hormones running, and and he ran up on there and he had some demonistic uh mouth, you know. It's like, I will be just like you. Not up here you won't. Hmm? Y'all study that. Look at that. Look, somebody, you know, 
digging in that. I bet you the devil's a 15-year-old walking around here in the dark, roaring with no teeth in his mouth with his boys. Because that's usually what happens, right? They walk around like they know stuff, but they don't. Okay? So we got one of NASA's greatest. We love him. We love that kid. Just love him when he's quiet. Eternal life was the first of many things God wants to give us, right? But that wasn't the only thing God needed to save us from, right? How many of you, once you got saved, you still had issues, right? You had a magazine, but you still had some issues. Some subscriptions were still coming, right? I, I like the one lady said that her mind is like a radio DJ, and she can't get it to change the station, right? We will be playing your past mistakes Coming up, the things you've never done and never accomplished, playing right now your thoughts of never being loved. <laughs> I was like, this is the funniest thing. She's like, I want to make a request. Can we please play silence for a while? No, we do not have that option on this radio station. Now you were here what you were never wanting to be. It's like, that's such a crazy thing, right? You ever think you think your dial just won't get off the station sometimes? But you got to say, even now. I just like screaming, because I screamed last time, so they know it's me in this room. You were not going to torment my mind if God didn't call me to that. You tormented in my mind. You've got to change the station. I almost made the sermon set your dial, but I didn't. But I mean, I mean, I know that you, can't, you can go to sleep early as you want to, but if your mind won't go to sleep, you might as well get up and play solitaire. Right? Because he's going to sold it there. Or, since I'm, you know, I can see how some of y'all get really peaceful and rested in church, read the Bible. Maybe that'll. Because some of y'all just sit back like, ooh, if I could feel like this. <laughs> what you may want to do is buy the CDs. Maybe that'll take you right on out. Put that bad boy on a loop. However, however, God has said, cast down evil imagination. Don't let your mind run wild. Tie it up. Do something. Rope it. Dun, 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 dun. And, and, and cap rope that thing. But whatever you got to do, be able to go and say, no, even now I'm blessed. Even now I'm qualified. Even now I walk with God. Even now our God is able to do some things that, that we know was impossible in my hand. Even now. Even now, we, we walk in our church. Our church is an even now church. Even now. We've been here for over, about to be over a year. Even now, I believe, hey, it's what? How many days are we into this new year? 22? The resolutions seem to be fake. Even now. Even now, I'm going to get that weight down and be able to enjoy food. Don't you hate Oprah's commercial? And the Weight Watchers, and she's walking her dog. Come on, Oprah. I can eat what I want, Oprah, please. All right, let's go. <laughs> you know what? The horrible thing during the fast, what I do is I watch the food. I told you I watch the food channel. I don't know why. It's like tormenting. But I watch that Andrew Zimmerman, Zimmerman when he's eating crickets. And he'll eat anything. And I'm thinking, when that starts to look good, the fast is working. When I'm thinking, you know what? I could see eating some cat intestines, you know, like, if it's deep fried. I'm just saying, I'm, listen, listen, 
that's when I know the fast is on schedule. Okay, now y'all still doing that? Maybe y'all, I'm saying, y'all, you may you be telling off on yourself now. <laughs> Good blood pudding to help you out. All right, John, again, if you moan, you're telling me you're not there. Jesus 11, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jesus. Jesus chapter 11 is what I'm saying. John, there's no book of Jesus, the whole book. When you think of God and your heart beats round and round. Jesus said, take ye away this, and I'm not even going to look up at you, Brother Donnie. I'm going to look straight down. Take away the stone. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, remember what I read first? Martha came out there. If you'd have been here four days ago, my brother would not have died. Okay, now he's up to, okay, you really say that? You really believe even now you're the resurrection? Okay, now take the stone away. Have you, ever, have you ever had God ask you to remove something you thought has been dead in your life for a long time ago, and now he wants you to deal with it? You go, by now, that stinks. In fact, I know it stinks because I don't want to open it up again. And that's what Martha said to him. The sister of him that was dead, that, that was dead said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Again, she's repeating what's already been known, right? Just saying over and over again doesn't make it more righteous. Right? So God says, I know he's been dead four days. We discussed that when I first got here. Right? So telling him more than once doesn't make him more holy. Jesus said unto her, said I unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Now, God's doing what she did. You told me your brother's been dead four days. You already said that. So I'm going to tell you what I said to you before then. Believe. You'll see God. I'm going to say this thing to you. You'll see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. All right? He hasn't prayed yet. What did God hear if he hadn't prayed yet? Okay, that was a question, but that's okay. Let me help you all out. <laughs> you're looking like, you tell us, you're the preacher. He heard, <laughs> he heard him walking. He heard him going to the house. He heard him saying, he will rise, and he heard him say, only believe. You cannot just pray after talking negative doubt and unbelief, right? He was already in belief before he ever got to everybody bow your heads. <laughs> See, we can't do the, uh, I'm never going to make it, I'm never going to be anything, and then everybody bow your heads because it can be already heard. You have to get even now and say, God, now I'm going to go in, and now I'm going to go into faith because I know you heard the way I, I believed before, so I know you're going to hear me again. He says, I know you already heard me. I haven't even prayed yet, but I know you already heard me. You know, God can hear our hearts. I remember I was telling people when my hair was falling out, I could hear it. Like you could hear it just hair committing suicide. Oh, just plucking out. I could hear it at night. They were just running out. The mass exodus. They was having senior day. I've never said that before. That's, keep that. I, I've never ever said that. That's, that's awesome. You just think about it. It's a senior skip day. And then they got expelled. So he said, you already heard me. And, and I knew that thou hearest me always, 
but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Now, again, if we don't think our words matter, he said it, I'm only saying it for them to understand that they can know to believe, right? So if I'm, if I'm in front of people and I'm talking negative or I'm being verbally abusive or if I'm using profanity, they won't believe. Jesus is saying, I'm saying it in front of them so they can believe. So men, what I say in front of them that cause them not to believe can be a problem, right? I'm either somebody's example or somebody's excuse. And I want to be their example, right? We want to be their example and cause them to believe. So he said, and when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Now, when he was talking to God, he was patient, he was calm. When he's talking to the world, he was loud. Because Lazarus was dead and, you know, probably need to hear him. And people say he had to call Lazarus by name because the power of God, if he'd have just said, come forth, every dead person in that tomb would have come out of there, right? Because he's God, right? Get up! And everybody rises, like, no, I got to get up for what's been prayed for. I can't get up for what's not been prayed for. I can only get up for what you have faith to receive. I can only call that out. That, anything else was not going to rise, okay? So that means we, when we say call your seat or name it, you ever heard the probably people was a big thing about it. name it and claim it. Well, there was, there was a part of that is powerful to it because Jesus said, I've never heard you say that before until you got in trouble. I've never heard you talk about me until then. So I wanted to get you beforehand. So anyway, let's not focus on the dead too long. He says, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And, and he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin, and Jesus said unto them, lose him and let him go. Now, dead person, let's say we're at a funeral. Dead person gets up. Who's the first to run up and un unwrap? <laughs> Chris, the only one. I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm officiating, y'all going to have to tell me the rest of it. Right? Because, I mean, you know, you've just never seen that, right? If they rise up, and it's great faith, rise up, and God says, un un unwrap them. However, let's think about this spiritually. You've got some friends, relatives, loved ones that have been dead for a while spiritually to the things of God. And when they get raised up, they need you to unwrap them. They're going to need you to unwrap them. They're going to need you to untie them. They're going to need you to take them out of what they're in. And, and be able to untie them, you have to be there near them. You can't unwrap what you're not close to. Right? So if you want to impress them, do it from afar. If you want to influence them, you got to get up close. Right? We, we still, well, we don't laugh now with, at my cousin because he's, he's had a stroke and he can't function. But we used to laugh at him all the time because when my grandmother died in a house fire, and it was the same way when she, she grieved for years over her tw twin boys who died in a fire. And so she died the same way they died here in Austin, Texas, or in the Austin area. And my cousin, which with the closed casket, she's burnt. He's coming out of his suit trying to get to the casket. And my twin and I, we, our concept of funerals was just different. We're like, he holding up the food line. We're not going to get to go eat because he won't let the casket go. So we're like, let him open that. Just give him a shot. Let him open it. To act that way, let him open the casket. Just let him see. We thought, I guarantee you, he'll let go. Let go. He, what he was holding on to, what we found out, he wasn't running after the, 
dead body. He was running out what he was used to seeing a lot. We didn't know that. We were young. All we thought was, let him open it. He'll quit. He'll see that body, and he'll stop. And what Tony and I realized that we have to start going after those who are walking around, but they're not alive. And we have to be willing to open them up and say, you know what? You can live right here. Unwrap them. Be willing to open up to those who may not be able to open up to themselves. And they may be stuck there. They may be stuck in that point. So our greatest days are those that are aligned with God's word and reminding our circumstances that no matter what, it's even now because I'm going to show up with the word of God. Right? Now, now I know I love when I'm speaking and I know people are thinking about others, but also think about yourself. That what's been dead in you for a while that you need to be unwrapped. Like we love opening gifts except for when it's ourselves. Right? Did anybody feel bad when you, and it's your turn, and no men do this at Christmas time. Here, you open your gift. And I'm almost like, why don't y'all just open gifts? Right? Because we want y'all to be happy. And they, they'll give me a gift. And I always feel uncomfortable. Right? And like our kids have, have worked to give me the gifts with the money that came from me. And so I want to honor that. Uh, but as men, we're just like, we just want y'all to be happy. Y'all are happy. We're good. But they want to give back to us. Right? They want to be able to give back. Why? Because they know even now, as I give unto you, that's going to help you grow as a person, as a father. Right? And men, and maybe you men love it. I just, I'm just like, you know, y'all didn't have to do this. They go, we didn't have to. We got to. Right? And we need to. And I'm going to say this to you. Open the gift that you are this morning. Open a gift. You may not want to. You may not want to think you need to give it all the time. But open your gift. Unwrap it. Because God has brought you from a dead place to a great place. And remember the places he resurrected you from so you can remember to help others get resurrected as well. Amen? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads, close your Bibles. We're going to give you serious for a few more minutes. Father, I just pray for each and every person here in this room. And Lord, I just thank you for the things that they're giving back to you right now. Things that may have seemed like they ended years ago. and Even painful to bring up what I could have been, what I should have been by now. I'm at the age I am and I'm not where I thought I would be. Well, Lord, you're saying, unwrap that. I'm calling it forth. Unwrap it. Take the napkins off. Fill it fresh again. Fill it fresh. Fill it fresh in the word of God. Father, for those in the room that are seeing something that seems to be dying right in front of them, as Martha saw her brother die right before her eyes, God, regardless of what it is, maybe a job, maybe a dream, a vision, relationship, die right in front of them. Their prayer is like Martha running out, God, Jesus, if you would have been here, they don't seem to hear me when I say I love them. They don't seem to hear me when I say how much I care about them. Lord, if you'd have been here, maybe we wouldn't have lost the house. 
Maybe I wouldn't have lost the job. Maybe I wouldn't have lost the relationship. Maybe I wouldn't have lost all those things. And Jesus would say to you, I am the resurrection and the life. I am here not only just to change your outcome, but to change your outlook and let you know that I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could even ask or think. And no matter how dead, how long it's been dead, I am life. And I am life more abundantly. So Father, we just put our faith in you and we say even now, even after all this time and even after the most negative words, the most negative things that could have happened, even now, I believe you're going to give life. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, if you're in here and you're saying, I don't know Jesus, we want to make sure we give everybody opportunity to know Christ. And I've never accepted him. I want to be born again. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand so we can pray over you. Awesome. Awesome. And in the house. So even now, I don't care how long things have been out of order. I don't care how long the business has been going in the wrong way or been in the red. I don't care how long the children have been misbehaving. I don't care how many generations. I don't care what it is. Even now is your declaration to God that we will have life and we will have it in the abundant form of God blessing it. Father, we receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen, amen.